So what we want to do is first, where did the, how did this brewery start? Um, where did it come from? And how long have you been in business? Uh, we got our business license in 2015. We started with a two-barrel brewing system. Um, our owners, JB and Malcolm, they are aerospace engineers in uh, Denver, Colorado. So that's really cool. Uh, what brought them here to start a brewery was the fact that JB's family owns a farm here that's super historic. Um, it was a farm before Tennessee was a state. They were like one of the first 10 families to settle here. Um, and so it's been passed down generation to generation and just a way to keep the farm going was to start growing hops and hay and whatnot and open a brewery here so that we could sustain the history of the farm. This is Craft Beers and Cheap Meals with the Clydesdale Crossfitter. I am Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale Crossfitter. My friends and I like to hang out and relax over craft beers and really, really good food. We want to take you on a journey as we discover these new and exciting places. Come along for the ride. If you enjoy these podcasts, please hit that subscribe button and consider giving us a really good rating. Thank you for joining us. Now off to this week's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Craft Beers and Cheap Meals with the Clydesdale Crossfitter. I am Scott Schweitzer. I am the host of Craft Beers and Cheap Meals with the Clydesdale Crossfitter. And one of my crew, uh, Mike Dorwalt, and I headed down to Cookville, Tennessee over the weekend. And we got to stop at a couple really cool places uh, that we wanted to share with you, our listeners. It starts with a trip to an old-fashioned, homemade, from-scratch donut shop called Ralph's Donuts. That was in the west end of Cookville. We stopped there as we got in pretty early and we were there for a CrossFit event and had some time to kill. So we went in, uh, had some delicious donuts and actually ended up talking to a man named Tiny uh, from Ralph's Donuts and he recorded a podcast with us. And that's what I'm going to give you right now. So I hope you enjoy Ralph's Donuts from Cookville, Tennessee. Hey, everyone. This is Scott Schweitzer. I am here to talk to you guys about one of the best cheat meal breakfasts I have found in a long time. Uh, I am live in Cookville, Tennessee with my buddy Mike Dorwalt. How are we doing today, Scott? I'm doing good, especially after those donuts, man. Yes. Uh, so we are at Ralph's Donuts. Uh, Gosh, man, that's one of the best donuts I've had in a long time. And with me, I have Michael, or as he's known around these parts, Tiny. Uh, and I'm going to ask him a few questions about Ralph's. So, hey, donuts are phenomenal. Uh, you guys make them the old-fashioned way. You're cooking them all day. How long have you guys been around? Uh, we were established in 1962. We've done everything by hand, old-fashioned, everything from the equipment, everything from the equipment all the way to the ingredients. Everything's old-fashioned, cut by hand, daily. And you make them all day, except for you said a, a short window. What was that? It's about four-hour window that are between our baker's shifts. So we come in starting around midnight at night and then we go all the way until about noon get a brief window where the bakers can relax and then the next round of bakers comes in around three that's phenomenal and so you were telling us that one of the donuts here has actually won a donut of the state 
Uh, our butter twist is what we're known for around these parts. Uh, I have people come all the way from all over the nation, as well as multiple different countries from around the world to have our butter twists. And so when we came in this morning, uh, your cabinets are jammed full of donuts. Uh, you have, it's almost like a two-tier. Coconut, uh, red velvet, Boston cream, maple. Do I see a blueberry over there? Um, glazed, sugar, powdered, jelly-filled, sprinkles, crushed nuts. I mean, you're talking about the whole gambit here. Uh, the one other thing I saw is uh, a couple people across the counter from me got an apple fritter, I believe it was, and it was about the size of my head. Yeah, yeah. our apple fritters are really popular around here. Uh, I think the last time they were measured, they came in anywhere between 9 and 12 inches. But again, everything is cut by hand, so everything varies. Oh, gosh, man, this place is amazing. And so you were telling me um, my wife likes peanut butter donuts. You have a donut that you said is one of your favorites. Absolutely. So we do a donut that's filled with a black raspberry jam that's seedless, topped with a combination of peanut butter and our signature vanilla icing. So it's kind of a culmination of all the decadence of being an adult, but all the nostalgia of being five. And you got to love that. That's one of the things that donuts do. It, it kind of takes you back to your childhood, going with mom and, pa- and dad to the, the, the donut shop and, uh, and picking out. So I, I, we had a donut shop where I grew up in Pennsylvania, uh, very much like this, where they cooked all night, and only they didn't stay open during the day. So if you missed that window in the morning, you didn't get any donuts. I, I, I ran into the same situation growing up. I'm from a small town in New Jersey. If you didn't make it there in time, it was tough nubs for the rest of the day, brother. But we're here until 11.30 at night. We, we open up the doors to the public at 5 o'clock in the morning. So we go pretty much all day to make sure everybody's taken care of. And you even have a drive through for easy access to the donuts. Absolutely. We have a drive through and we try and minimize our waste. So at the end of the last day that we're open, we call all of our first responders, uh, fire, EMS, uh, every, multiple sheriffs and police, local police departments, and we donate those to our first responders. That is phenomenal uh, that you do that for the community. Um, so this is my first time to Cookville. Uh, and the town, it, it's, such, it's such a little quaint, uh, nostalgic little town, kind of like where I grew up. Um, any other recommendations for the town? Uh, as far as uh, drinks go, I highly recommend anything on this little strip of street here, North Cedar. We have the, the Hicks Farm Brewery parallel with us. Absolutely phenomenal stouts and porters. If you're looking for a bite to eat, I highly recommend World Foods. It's uh, old-fashioned, hand, handmade recipes of Italian food and pizza by the slice. Uh, as far as getting your local cuisine Father Tom's Brewery, as well as Red Silo's Brewery as well. Red Silo is also a new new brewery over here, and they have started off strong, and they have not stopped running since they started, guys. you got to try them out. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, It's a phenomenal place here, uh, and I can't wait to, to see more of the town and stop back in before we leave to get some donuts to take back with us to Ohio. So thank you, Mike. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Mike. You guys have a wonderful rest of the day. Thank you. And so I had, uh, I had the red velvet cake cream cheese ice donut and the maple uh, chopped peanut. They were both phenomenal uh, cake donuts, um, really flavorful, uh, a lot of, a lot of um, pop to those donuts. Mike, what would you have? 
Um, I had the, the red velvet with the icing on top also, and then the coconut, chocolate coconut um, donut. Then I had the Boston cream. I have to buy, by say Boston cream donut is one of my favorite donuts of all time to begin with. But usually when you eat a donut, you get that sugar rush. This That donut was the most phenomenal, how it's sitting in my stomach just nicely. It's not upsetting. Anything. It's just a phenomenal light Boston cream donut with so much um, taste to it. Delicious. So that's what we have here from Ralph's Donuts, and we'll check in with you later on this trip. Oh, thanks. I can still smell and taste those donuts. It's like I was a little kid again. Um, right at the counter looking over at all the, the delicious flavors that Ralph's had to offer. So when we were finished there, <clears throat> Mike and I kind of drove around a little bit and actually came back in front of Ralph's and right across the street was a little local brewery called Hicks Farm Brewery. And it is, it's also in that west end of Cookville, kind of um, uh, looks like an old warehouse type district. Um, very, very cool. And we rolled up in there, and it was really cool inside. And it has this kind of artist feel to it. Uh, and so we went in, we tasted a few beers, told the story that we have this podcast, and they were willing participants to come in, uh, do the podcast with us. And so I hope you enjoy Hicks Farm Brewery, uh, the podcast. Hey everyone, we are live at Hicks Farm Brewery in Cookville, Tennessee. Uh, we've had a couple nice beers over lunch today. So with me I have, as always, my buddy Mike Dorwalt. Yep, sitting here right at the table, enjoying some very good beer. And I have a couple members of the Hicks Farm Brewery family, and so I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Hey, I'm Haley. Um, I am the bar manager here at Hicks Farm. Um, just chilling with the guys and having a beer. Uh, I'm Mark, and I'm the assistant brewer here at Hicks Farm. And we have a, a guy that we'll introduce him. He's going to pop in occasionally throughout the podcast. Hey, I'm Dirt. I'm the general manager and events coordinator. So uh, Mike and I are down in Cookville for an event, and we decided to stop in here. And the beer is freaking delicious. Uh, we have had a couple stouts. Um, I know Mike has had some other things. Um, you know me, I stick to that stout porter range uh tennessee common ale which um i've been told is a little bit more towards like a, a california common like an anchor steam but it was delicious and then also i've had the the amber ipa which is the hicks harvest which is very good i'm drinking that right now cool so i had i've had the papa's uh coffee stout uh which was really good if you love the flavor of coffee uh it's really a good roast that they've used in that and then i went with the og papa's milk stout uh, and it, it's been delicious as well. So what we want to do is first, where did the, how did this brewery start? Um, where did it come from? And how long have you been in business? Uh, we got our business license in 2015. We started with a two-barrel brewing system. Um, our owners, JB and Malcolm, they are aerospace engineers in uh, Denver, Colorado. So that's really cool. Uh, what brought them here to start a brewery was the fact that JB's family owns a farm here that's super historic. Um, it was a farm before Tennessee was a state. They were like one of the first 10 families to settle here. Um, and so it's been passed down generation to generation and just a way to keep the farm going was to start growing hops and hay and whatnot and open a brewery here so that we could sustain the history of the farm. In 2017 is when we kind of like 
opened up the doors and became like a Cookville brewery. Oh, cool. And, it, and is it connected? Is that Farm Hicks Farm? Hicks is a family name. I think the farm has a different technical name, um, but it's just the history of honoring her. JB's grandfather and stuff is where the name comes from. Awesome. So you are located where in Cookville? We're right across the street from Ralph's Donut Shop, and you cannot come by Cookville without stopping at both locations. Ralph's is every year voted the best donut shop in Tennessee. They're amazing. I believe it was actually six years running now for their t- butter, butter twist. twist. Yes. Yep, it's great. <laughs> and we actually did a podcast with them this morning um, as part of our cheat meal with aspect tiny. of this with Tiny oh, over yeah. there. So. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, so this is a really cool place. Um, you have the, uh, the garage door open, so the air comes in. It's got a nice flow. Um, you've got some nice twinkle lights out there and a nice outdoor environment. Um, what are your future plans for just the overall aesthetics of the place? So what's really cool about our brewery and what really sets us apart is that we're like the artist brewery. Uh, we hold a ton of art events. We do a lot of charities with local art culture. Um, we host a lot of artist spotlights and stuff. And so our big thing here is having a space that's great for a good hippie redneck Appalachian band to come rock out on Thursday night or to have um, just like a well-respected local artist. And so we kind of keep it warm and cozy. We're doing a lot of exciting things on the inside. Um, we might build a stage soon. We might open up a, a big bar in the middle of one of the walls. And um, I don't know. There's a lot of exciting things coming. We've kind of got a whole new crew just recently and we've all got big dreams and a lot of growth ahead so so how long have each one of you been here with the with the brewery i am still pretty new i've been here about four months now i've been here about a year and a half now as the assistant brewer and i've been here almost a year so you're still kind of like finding your feet and getting everything set um, I think it's got a really cool vibe here. Um, it's really cool, nice, easy to relax. Yes. I love coming in on an afternoon, and it just feels really cool. Um, so let's talk about the beer. Um, when we came in, you, you had us try the, the Papa's Coffee Stout. Right. And that was a co-op with, with someone right next door, right? Right. Um, so we did that in conjunction with the coffee shop, uh, Bros, right down the street. Um, we're good friends with those guys, so uh, Dirt and I actually went in, and they made us – Gosh, probably seven or eight, seven or eight different blends for us to try, um, so we could find the one that would best mesh with the stout that we were making. And so we worked really close with them, you know, trying to make a really good stout. Um, and we try our best to work with anybody local, as far as you know, if we can get any kind of ingredient local, we try to source that as best we can. But yeah, I mean that's incredible. The, the community outreach to be able to share resources uh, to to give you that that local feel of Cookville, right. uh, that's pretty cool. Um, so. You have, what, how many beers on tap that are just yours? It varies. Yeah. It tends to be around 12, um, but we intend on it to be about 18 here soon with all the beers that we have currently brewing. Um, we have 24 taps at the bar, and we usually have 12 of ours and 12 guest taps, but we're hoping to, you know, carry more of our own beer. Is it, are we allowed to ask what you might be brewing currently that might be released soon? Sure. Or is that a secret for it's the community? Secret. Okay. Um, no secrets here. <laughs> so what, what I showed you guys back in the, uh, the brew house, uh, right now we've got a, a chocolate peppermint um, stout that's in the fermenter. 
Uh, we also have a cream ale, which is our, uh, our corn-fed cream ale, which we've made before. So we're just duplicating that. It's maybe slightly different, but still in the same vein as the previous one. And a Berliner Weiss, um, which is a sour. But we're going to split, bitch, uh, split. <laughs> split batch that. Hit the edit button. And make part of that. <laughs> make, make part of that a Goza. Um, and we're going to use sumac. Ooh, lavender. Lavender and... Uh, Red this is Dirt's brainchild, so so yeah, a little, little, little yeah. complexity. So, so Dirt, can you you repeat that into the mic? We're gonna use uh, sumac, lavender, and a red mineral clay salt. Uh, the sumac actually grows wild all over Tennessee. It's kind of a uh, natural, uh, just natural growing. Um, but yeah, it's called staghorn sumac. It's red and it's basically just a dried berry. It's got a nice lemony flavor. And uh, they used to they don't really do it much anymore, but they used to make what they call a red lemonade. So I'm kind of going for a lavender lemonade type feel with this Goza. Now, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Gozas, but that one sounds interesting for me enough to, to try. Yeah. All right. That's what we're yeah, to yeah. Do, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. That's not really in my vein, but I, those flavors sound yeah. really good to me. Uh, so, dang, I wish I, I got to get back to Cookville, I yeah. guess. So, um, so that's what you have in the hopper. Um, and we talked about kind of the future plans for the place. Uh, what are your favorite beers that you've, you've served here um, at, the, at the brewery? When I first started, I loved Muddy Roots. It was a chocolate stout on nitro, and it was to die for. I wasn't a huge beer person when I started here, so that's kind of like how I stepped into it. I was like, ooh, chocolate. Um, yeah, so then it went you're, into you're like... Gateway. Yeah. And we've talked about it in this podcast before. What was the gateway beer to get you into craft beers? So oh, yeah. The sweet chocolate stuff. But then I was like, oh, I kind of like sours. And now I really love brown beer. And so I keep begging them to do a brown ale because that's just what I want. It's just, now, it's just what not, I want. Not, not, not to plug other people because every once in a while I'll throw this name out. Um, so you, are you a fan of brown ales? Yeah. So Sweetwater Brewery just re-released their um sweet georgia brown which which the, um was one of their, their i believe their um flagship um styles of beers that they got rid of for a while and they just brought it back for the next um two to four months so and and just to be transparent we actually have a guy from mobile alabama who works for sweetwater his name is actually jeff bacon and we call, we have him come in, and he does the bacon report uh, during our podcast, and he kind of updates us on the the uh, the beer scene across the country. Uh, but so we have a, a small connection to Sweetwater. So, and and what's your favorite beer? I mean, honestly, probably the Papa's Coffee Stout. Um, I, I think it's just the, the best joy. One the joy you had in giving us a sample that we could, I I could see why you're saying it's that. It's kind so. of our baby. I mean, we put a lot of work into, it. and then, like I said, Dirt and I, we sampled like countless different blends just to try to get it just right. And we, we just, didn't sleep for six days from all the coffee. Pretty much, we were pretty wired. <laughs> it paid off. It paid yes. off. Oh, definitely. Yes. I so I mean, there was a lot of love and a lot of labor went into that. So it turned out so well. It's probably the best one we've ever made as far as that version of that coffee stout. So. So, so can I ask, are you a coffee drinker? Oh, absolutely. And if you are a coffee drinker, you are going to love that stout. If you come to Cookville, you've got to come get that. I've had a lot of coffee stouts that have a hint of coffee. Hey, Scott, how long have you been drinking coffee? Uh, man, for like a whopping eight weeks. But, <laughs> but, like, but, when I, but I don't just dip my toe into the shallow end. Like when I went, I went full on. 
heavy bean, like Ethiopian blend into the deep end, head first. Uh, and now I love the stuff. So now we're going to go to dirt. What, what's your favorite beer on tap? Uh, you know, I got to go with the Papa's too. Um, I'm also a big fan of our Berliner Weiss. It's a little, you know, I feel like a, a Berliner Weiss is underrated unless it's got, you know, just like a lot of fruit or whatever in it. But it's, ours is just an unflavored Berliner Weiss. I think that's a little uncommon to see. And it's just a super drinkable, lightly soured beer that, you know, I think that beer can convert someone to drinking sours. That's a great starter beer for a sour. Uh, so the first beer I had when I came in is actually a barrel-aged, and, and can you give me the name of that? I can't remember it off the top of my head. That is uh, a beer to guard, and we call it Eye of the Storm. Yeah, that, like I've had a, like barrel-aged beers are, my, are like my home run hitter. That is what I love, um, because I was probably a hard alcohol drinker before I was a beer drinker. Um, and, We're both here. <laughs> <laughs> and so what I loved about it is a lot of times you get that barrel-aged um, and the beer is really strong. This is, was light and crisp and clean. Oh, my gosh. Like, I've never had a barrel-aged beer that smooth before. And that's on nitro as well. Often, and that they say that. Like, that's what they rave about. They come in here, and they're like, I've never had one like that. That's so smooth. We make an old-fashioned with it. Dirt came up with a recipe because it's so much like bourbon and less like beer. We're able to make an awesome beer cocktail with it. Please explain are we giving your recipe away, dirty boy? You, you can say no. Oh, no, that's fine. Okay. I mean, an old, an old fashioned is one of my favorite drinks. It's just classic, easy. Amen. Drink. Yeah, amen. I mean, if you like bourbon, you're going to want to drink an old fashioned at least once a week. But uh, <laughs> at least once a week. But um, yeah, I just, I just, the flavors are, you got like this nice fruitiness and the, uh, the bitters, kind of the Angostura bitters. Brings out a little more of the fruitiness of that uh, bourbon, and the beer to guard itself, honestly, is kind of a fruitier beer. And so it's just a little bit of bitters, simple syrup, demerara simple syrup, and uh, fresh orange peel. I mean, it's fantastic, honestly. And I use a black cherry to top it off with, yes. Oh, man, I... I may have to come back for one of those after I do my duty at the, uh, the CrossFit event uh, where Mike can drive me back to the hotel. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, it has been awesome being here with you guys. I love how open you are and how you want to communicate. What this podcast is about is spreading the joy of beer, right? We love beer, and, I, and it's on all of your faces. Um, I love the way you wanted to share with us what you had created, and that's what I love doing is, is – Spreading that out to the world and letting people know uh, what's out there. I apologize. I just enjoy drinking beer, so. <laughs> yeah, Mike's not about spreading it. He's just about intaking. Uh, so, so thank you much, very much for joining us. Uh, and we're going to keep continuing around Cookville and see what we see. Uh, and we hope to bring you some more exciting podcast uh, content from Cookville. And, and remember, this is uh, Craft Beers and Cheat Meals by the, Cl- by the Clydesdale CrossFitter. It is on multiple podcast platforms. We're on all the podcast platforms. Uh, So thank you very much for joining us. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks. Weren't they great? So much history in that little town. And we really enjoyed them telling the story of where that farm and where that brewery came from. Um, And I don't think they said it in the podcast, but Hicks Farm is where they grow some of the ingredients for this beer. And it is a a farm that's been around since the late 1700s. 
And what's really kind of unique about that farm is that it was passed down from generation to generation, but only through the women of the family. So that farm was always female owned. Something very um, different and exciting um, about that farm and kind of really cool. So I hope you enjoyed those stories. This was part one of our trip to Cookville. Uh, our next episode will actually be part two of our trip to Cookville, and I hope you enjoy that one. Thank you for joining us on Craft Beers and Cheat Meals with the Clydesdale CrossFitter. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Peace out. This has been Craft Beers and Cheat Meals with the Clydesdale Crossfitter. Again, my name is Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale Crossfitter. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode. If you like what you heard, go ahead and hit that like button or subscribe button. And feel free to give us a really good rating. We'd love to see that. Thank you so much again for joining us and we'll see you next time on Craft Beers and Cheat Meals with the Clydesdale Crossfitter.